0: The new AM740.
1: The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil? The boys are back. Let's talk sports.
2: Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon, as usual, with me in studio this morning, wearing his Toronto Maple Leafs blue and white. Naz Marchese. good morning, Naz. How are you this morning? Good, Wally. How are you? I'm doing great. A little bit gloomy outside uh, this morning, but uh, we're doing a midnight show. It feels like we're doing a midnight show this morning, but uh, it's certainly going to be an exciting show. I've been looking at looking forward to the show for the last couple of days. I'm pleased to announce on the show with us this morning, the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time and voted the fourth greatest. Toronto Maple Leaf of all time. Of course, we're talking about David Michael Keon and Daryl Sittler. I'm excited about the show, Nas.
3: So am I. Uh, two uh, legends. Two and, uh, uh,
2: living legends. Two living legends. They literally own the city of Toronto. Dave, Dave, uh, David Keon will be on around about 9.30 after, shortly after our second break. And Daryl Sittler will be joining us around 9.15 and we'll be catching up with both of them. Over those incredible ceremonies at the uh, Air Canada Centre a few weeks back. And uh, it was an incredible week in Toronto Maple Leaf land uh, with the uh, unveiling of the statute, the voting of the greatest Leafs of all time. And of course, that incredibly emotional ceremony at the ACC a few weeks back where they retired all the sweaters. So we'll be take, talking to Dave Keon at 9.30 and Daryl Sittler shortly after our first break. Naz, we're in the throes of the world series this Cleveland team with uh, seem to be uh, riding the arm of uh, the 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 giant there uh, the giraffe there Andrew Miller Um, I would not have expected uh, uh, Cleveland to have apparently handily they seem to be handling the Chicago Cubs fairly handily Uh, they handle the Blue Jays they
3: worked up a little bit of a sweat against the Blue Jays, not much of a sweat. What's going on? Chicago is not good enough. They're, they're played in the National League where it's a weaker league comparison to the American League. To get through the American League is a big fight, Wally. It is a really big fight, and there's a lot of good teams in the American League. And it shows in the World Series. Unless you have somebody like a Baumgartner, who pitches three awesome games for San Francisco three years ago, and they won the World Series. A pitcher can make a difference, but Chicago doesn't have it. And you know what? It's going to be two years in a row that the Jays end up losing to the uh, ultimate World Series champions. And that's a thing to say about the Jays too.
2: This Cleveland Indians team, I mean, you know, I guess when you're when you're watching baseball during the regular season, you know, you're focusing on the Jays, you're focusing on the Red Sox, the American League East, which is a power-packed division in and of itself. You're not really keeping track of the Cleveland Indians. And, um, you know, um, Indians haven't done much the last whatever. I mean, this is going to be their—I mean— Seems like it's headed that way. They're up three games to one, and everything seems to be going their way. And uh, it's going to be their first World Series victory since the 1950s, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe. 19, 1948. In the, in the 40s, yeah. I think the last.
3: 1948.
2: Um, so there, certainly it's been a fantastic year for Cleveland. I. I, I, I for Cleveland sports fans, except if you're an NFL football fan, the Brownies well, the are, uh, are terrible, win this year. and I know, I, won't win and again. I know our signal. I, uh, you know, Zuma Radio's got an incredibly powerful radio signal, and if the if the if the waves on Lake Erie are rolling a certain way, we, you know, people in Cleveland can actually you know, listen, you can know, actually it's, hear it's, this it's signal. Funny,
3: we asked Joe Theism- I asked Joe Theismann, uh, "Is Cleveland going to win a game this year?" And he started to laugh. <laughs> well, you know what? They're 7-0 oh, and eight right now, and there's no sign that they're going to win a game but uh between lebron and the indians certainly
2: it's been a revival in the spirits of all, all of our cleveland fans if, if our uh if our signals reaching down there this morning uh, you know we certainly wish them all the best um uh but the indians uh going back it's, it's it seemed like they've come out of nowhere uh but they they really haven't have they
3: yeah, they they made the big signing Andrew Miller, and Francona has to be given credit for this because they're pitching this guy like two three innings a game, and he's his arm doesn't seem to be getting tired, and he's the left-handed pitcher, and his pitches come from all over the place. You don't know what's coming coming and or going. Francona hey. Francona's got to be given a lot of credit for this. Wally.
2: well, you know what? Um, we, there was a there was a buzz last year back in Toronto at the end of last season when Shapiro came in and. Uh, you know, there was that whole uh, controversy over uh, over AA leaving Toronto. Of course, I'm talking about Alex Anthopoulos, and that didn't uh, didn't go down very well with a lot of Toronto people. Uh, certainly, the fans didn't feel that Anthopoulos had been treated properly. Um, and Shapiro came in; he put a you know he put a different regime in place. and And the assumption was that uh, he was going to bring his guy with him, Francona. Um, but uh, looking back on it now, I mean, it, the the uh, Anthopoulos leaving Toronto was so unpopular amongst the media and the fans. I think Shapiro found himself in a little bit of a box, and maybe whatever plan he might have had uh, to bring Frank Franco in, it wasn't. It just wasn't the right time to do it. Uh, you know, we've been critical of Gibby on the show in the past. I, I thought Gibby had a pretty good year this he, year.
3: He did a good job. And he's, they're going to extend him, from what yeah. I understand.
2: Uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've never considered Gibby one of the top, let's say, five to eight managers in the league. But uh, you know what? Um Sometimes you've got to give credit where credit is due. I mean, anybody can criticize managers. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, man. i I'm
3: Ma- going to criticize one right okay, now. Okay, go not, right not ahead, not Naz. I know, I, I know you want to
2: get this one off your chest.
3: Not that uh, I don't like the guy. I do like the guy, his personality and everything. But everybody's talking about Joe Madden, how good he is, and he's done this, he's done that. What has he done? He hasn't done a thing. He went to the World Series with three or four great starters with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had some really good position players. They went to the World Series and lost. He hasn't done anything. Chicago got him all the players t- to play this year. I-, I think he's overrated. I really do. Well, I mean, I guess that def- de- depends on your
2: definition of what a great manager is. Uh, I mean, certainly Francona, everything he's everything he's done, I mean, I mean, uh, certainly, in this postseason, I, I mean, didn't watch the Indians that much during the regular season, but in the postseason, I mean, uh, it just seems like he's one step ahead of everybody. He just seems to be putting the right people in the right position at the right times. But you know what? If you got a if you got a six foot ninety guy like uh, <laughs> Andrew Miller coming in, throwing like from ten feet side of the pitching mound, and the ball's coming into the plate at a thirty five degree angle. You know, the, you know, that can make a manager look fantastic, right? I mean, uh, you know, Francona's a genius. So you know what? Great players make, uh, make managers into geniuses, right? So, uh, but I'm not going to take it away from Francona. I mean, I, I, I don't think the, this Cleveland Indian team is a team for the ages. Um, you know, you look down their talent level. I mean, they're a good team. I'm not convinced they're a great team. But they're the Kansas City Royals of last year. You know, they just they, they they're uh, you know, they've gotten hot at the right time and they managed to get their starters uh out of the game. Um their starters are hanging in long enough uh to get to to get to Miller and to get to some of the other relief guys and the game's over.
3: Yeah, once it gets to Allen it's right? done. Uh Chicago's not coming back. I don't I, there's I, no
2: way. Uh, I I'd be surprised. They just you know, they looked defeated last night. I mean, the,
3: only, the only thing I, I, I hope for Cleveland fans is for, for some, you hate to lose, but they would like to celebrate it at home because the Cleveland Cavaliers did not celebrate their uh, victory at home. They beat Golden State in Golden State last year. And it's pro- it might be the same thing tonight where Chicago loses and Cleveland wins away. It'd be nice to have them at home.
2: Well, you know what? Uh, the one, the one rule of thumb when you're playing, uh, when you're playing baseball or not baseball, any professional sport, when you got when you got a team down, step on the throat. Don't let them back in the series. You know, it's you know, wouldn't be the first time uh, a three to one uh, lead has been overcome. So uh, they got, you know, if they got an opportunity, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta finish them off tonight. Anyways, Nas, um, we're gonna go to break. Can I go, do the, please go yeah. oh, I'm sorry yeah, I, did, I, I know there's something very did, important to you one of, our,
3: one of our friends and a good friend of, of mine passed away this week uh, Jim LeDrew and uh, it's, it's interesting that we have Daryl Sittler and Dave Keon on the show super, superstars and Jim in our mind you're a superstar too this show is dedicated to you well said
4: Ness we'll be right back after the break with Daryl Sittler it was a rainy day when Pizzaville announced that you can get a three-topping party pizza with 24 slices for just $24. It's perfect for large groups on a budget, like staff meetings, sports teams or special ops units. Go, 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 go. Everybody down. So before you break down any doors, get a three-topping party pizza with 24 square slices for just $24. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound 3636
0: Call 905 266 3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl
6: Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice.
1: They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio. Good morning
2: and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. And once again, a friendly reminder, if you're listening in downtown Toronto, you can also tune us in on 96.7 FM. Certainly a pleasure and a privilege to welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour Toronto Maple Leaf legend, Daryl Sittler. Good morning, Daryl. How are you?
0: It's
7: all good. Good morning to you and your listeners. Thank
2: you. Th- thanks so much, Daryl, uh, and thanks for joining us this morning. It's, uh, it's been a while since we last chatted with you, and I remember we chatted with you back in February, and we were talking about your – it was the 40th anniversary of your 10-point night, and it's a few months later, and a lot has happened in the life of Daryl Sittler in the last few months, and uh, – Man, you've, you've, you've had a lot of uh, honors and privilege, uh, uh, a lot of honors come your way in the last little while. Daryl, I just want to refresh our, our memories with our listeners. You've joined Canada's Walk of Fame. You're now on a postage stamp. They've retired your sweater. You've been voted the number 4 Maple Leaf in history. And you've got a new book out all at the same time. It's been an incredibly busy uh, last little while for you. Daryl, how are you keeping up?
7: Well, it sure is, and it's, they're all nice things, and yeah, it's interesting how they kind of all came together in, uh, in the last couple of months. But uh, each one's a little different, but each one's uh, certainly an honor, and I'm humbled to have those things happen to me.
3: Darrow, how long did you know that you, uh, when you your sweater was going to be retired? How long did you uh, know? It's- uh,
7: the sweater we didn't know until uh, a half hour before the uh, the ceremony. Uh, yeah, we knew we were all invited to the game with our families. We knew that they were going to do an on ceremony. What happened? We'd met in the board of directors lounge with uh, Larry Channenbaum, the chairman, uh, and then uh, Brendan Chanahan was there. They they showed a video, um, and uh, then they brought Dave Keon in and said that he's going to be the next uh, number to be retired. And that all of our numbers will be retired and nobody will wear them again. So it was uh, it was pretty cool. And then when we got out in the ice, uh, just a half hour later, it was a pretty uh, pretty uh, awesome ceremony. Very emotional for, for most of us, and uh, quite an honor. And it was nice to see uh, uh, Davey Keon's uh, number go up there a couple of days earlier. He was voted the number one of uh, of the top 100. He had his uh, statue unveiled. So. The 100th century or 100th uh, anniversary wouldn't be complete without Dave Keon there, so it, it was a, a perfect ending, uh, or the perfect start for the next century.
2: Uh, Daryl, uh, certainly your, your uh, fond memories of Dave Keon. Just so you're aware, we're going to be talking to Dave Keon in about 20 minutes, uh, and we'll pass on your your kind words. Uh, and certainly it was, and Naz and I were both there that evening, and uh, we had attended the unveiling of the statue as well. Uh it was an incredible an incredible ceremony um brought a lot of closure to a lot of things but what stood out for me uh it certainly meant a lot to obviously to yourself because you you were you were uh quite emotional about it but it it seemed to have meant a lot uh obviously meant a lot to all the other gentlemen that were on the ice and uh, I can only imagine what it was like for you standing there and watching all of, uh, all of the, your fellow honorees and, uh, and uh, certainly brought a tear to your eye and brought a tear to a lot of eyes of a lot of the fans in the stand. So we certainly compliment MLSE and to all the retired people, uh, retired sweaters. We, uh, it, was, it was certainly important to the fans and obviously important to you. Um, I, I want to wow. take – sorry, go ahead, Daryl.
7: Yeah, no, well, for sure. For in my case, uh, if you recall, back in 2003, when they honored me by putting my banner up, I, I asked the uh, Leafs to uh, consider and respect my wishes to put uh, my late wife Wendy's name on it, which they did. So that night, in itself, was one of the most memorable moments I had with my three kids there, and the banner going up, and then Wendy's name being on it. So. Now that it's retired, uh, her name is still on it, but it brought back uh, lots of those uh, memories and, and emotions. And I guess the thing that's good from everybody's standpoint: this controversy of whether a player should wear a jersey. As an example, Mitch Marner was 93 in uh, London. Probably would have loved to been 93 as a Leaf. So who makes that decision? Uh, you know, to allow an a incoming player to take that number that's uh, basically a race now. And I think Brendan Shanahan and the management looked at it that way. And uh, and they also said, okay, it's the end of 100 years. We're starting a new era, and these young guys can make their own numbers. And then maybe in twenty, twenty-five years, Austin Matthews, Jersey, your number goes up beside uh, one of us. And uh, and uh, I think that's kind of the whole purpose of it all. And Dave Keon was quite adamant throughout the last number of years. I know they, they wanted to... To put his banner up, and he was a firm believer that if an organization is going to do it, it should be retired, and, and no, nobody should wear that uh, number again. So uh, uh, it was the right thing to do at, at that point in our uh, in our organization's history. In
3: 1973, there was an insertion of uh, five players that came in three off the draft. It was McDonald, Turnbull, Neely, Hammerstrom, and Salming came over. The Leafs look like they're doing the same thing again with, their, their, uh, with Marner, Matthews, and Seitzev and also uh, Nealander, hitting the lineup. Do you see any, anything in that direction, Daryl?
7: Well, well, if you look at any organization that has won the Cup over the last number of years, um, in, in generality, most of them have three or four type Hall of Fame players in their lineup. Whether one's a goalie or you know, a defenseman or a couple key forwards, so we haven't had any of those building blocks or pieces. Uh, you know, we had Mats, so obviously we had Wendell before and Dougie, but now they're assembling a team that is is young, lots of skill, and and it gives us uh, an opportunity to uh, to maybe get there. Uh, no guarantees. Uh, there's still got to be some more pieces put together, but. I think the fans and the management and the media have all bought into the the concept that it, let's do it the right way and uh, and then it'll give us a shot at at least making the playoffs and then maybe getting a shot at a cup days.
2: We're talking to Daryl Sittler. Daryl, uh, like I said, it's been a couple. It's an interesting few months for you. And uh, would you have ever would you have ever envisioned at the age of twelve, or would you have ever your parents ever have envisioned that you would have been joining the Canada's Walk of Fame or you would have been honoured on a postage stamp in Canada tell us a little bit about those honours because those are not normally you see it for for hockey players but uh, certainly you're well deserving and you've created a lot of lasting memories for Canadians but a postage stamp in Canada's Hall of Fame uh, Walk of Fame certainly incredible honours your feelings on those
7: well the Walk of Fame when I got the call I guess it was last summer um um uh, that was very meaningful for me I knew a little bit about it and then uh, when I found out I, I looked into it uh, sent me a list of the great Canadians that were on the walk of fame and when you see some of the names Terry Fox many actors uh, my childhood I was John Beliveau, Bobby Orr, um, um I thought boy that was pretty nice and again that's you know part of the the history or the city you know that'll be there forever for tourists to come in and to be among the top 160 to be. uh having a star on a, a sidewalk was pretty pretty nice and then the canada postage stamp um they they've done a series in the last uh few years one on defensemen one on uh goaltenders and then this one was on great canadian forwards so to be included in that and on that stamp um again it was a, a great honor i look at the the players that are part of that are Mark Messier, Phil Esposito, Steve Eiserman, um, Guy Lafleur, uh, Sidney Crosby. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when you ask, when I was 12 years old, if I ever thought of that? i never hoped to make the NHL, but to have all these uh, honors and, and accolades bestowed on me uh, after my career is over, it's something that that's uh, surely, uh, surely nice to have. And then, you know, you talked a little bit about the book, and we've just launched that this week. Uh, I mean, uh, came up with a book. Uh, uh, the idea was about a year and a half ago we've been working on it, so I never knew these things were going to happen uh, at all in the timing of uh, the book release, but it's kind of nice. And the reason I I decided to do the book, it's a bunch of uh, photos that a lot of fans and people haven't seen, and, uh, and a short story that goes with it. A lot of them are unrelated. to just on ice stuff. It's things that happened in the off the ice, and I mentioned about Jerry Fox my wife, uh, going through colon cancer, uh, some of the other charities I'm involved with, some of the things that happened, uh, kind of that were, were, were cool, that were off the ice, you know, um, and uh, kind of neat little story. So I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with the book. Uh, I hope the fans enjoy it as much as I uh, and my wife have enjoyed putting it together.
3: Darrell, we have uh, extensive co- coverage in southern Ontario. Do you know any of the locations that you would be visiting so that the fans can come over uh, and see you?
7: Well, I'm going to be, I don't have the schedule here in front of me. I'm going to be in Newmarket. I'm going to be in Barrie. I'm going to be in uh, uh, Marsarnia this weekend. Uh, or not this, this week. Uh, Wednesday, I'm going down there. So uh, we'll be around. I think that you can get the book at, uh, the, I think they've got good deals at Walmart and Costco and places like that, and Indigo and they're going in, in chapters. So uh, uh, we can probably go online and find out when and where I'm going to be. But. Uh, look forward to getting out there and signing a few and meeting some of the fans that uh, supported
2: me all the years talking to Daryl we won't keep you much longer Daryl and it's uh, one other honour here that uh, I, I do want to chat about and, uh, and we're going to be chatting with, uh, with Dave Keon about it as well shortly um, you were uh, you were selected as the uh, fourth greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time and that is wow what an honour that is um, the fourth best Player in in a franchise that's been such an important part of Canada's history in its hundredth centennial. Um, your reaction to that?
7: Well, um, I knew that they were uh, uh, putting it out there. They had a panel of uh, thirty people, um, and then they had the fans have one vote to, to, to you know as part of that. And obviously there's been a lot of great players over the last 100 years and I uh, have a lot of respect for all of them. Um, uh, Dave Keon, who I played with, I uh, have great admiration for him, and I always uh, believed in my mind that he was the number one guy. He had won four Stanley Cups. He was the you know Calder Trophy winner and, and Lady Bing Trophy winner. So, um, And then to have Seal uh, Apps, who's uh, you know, won four Stanley Cups in the, um, the 40s there, uh, you know, a very respected player man uh off the ice and, and a great player on the ice and then teeter kennedy so um it, it was it was pretty uh pretty cool i'm sure that you know when uh people are voting and and you, you know anybody can say that hey this guy should be ahead of this person or that but to be amongst the top 100 and then to end up fourth is pretty pretty nice and my good buddy lanny he was 19th uh, tiger williams good line mate you know he was there and uh number of other uh, players that I played with. Borya Salming, he uh, was one of the greatest defensemen in the league at the time that I played. Should have won a Norris Trophy, didn't, because uh, we didn't win the Cup then, but he was as good as those other guys that won it. So it's nice to see um, my uh, linemates and teammates uh, uh, among the top 100 also. A great honor. Thank you.
2: We've been talking to Daryl Sittler. Daryl, listen, um, once again, uh, on behalf of uh, myself and, and my co-host, uh, Naz, uh, congratulations. It's been a remarkable year for you, and congratulations on all of these honors that you've received. They are certainly well-deserved, um, and and we'd like to s- thank you so much. You've been generous with your time with us over the last uh, last little while, and uh, thank you very much, Daryl.
7: Okay. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, you guys have a good day.
2: We will. Thanks thank so you, much. Thank you. Bye. Of course, was uh, Leaf legend Daryl Sittler, classy, classy, classy man and uh been a great year for him uh in great, terms of, ovation, to, great uh, ovations
3: great oh, yeah. ovations daryl sittler big ovation that night there is probably there, one of the the, the biggest of there, all the
2: players if not the biggest uh there's a there's a there's a list of of toronto's most beloved athletes uh current and past and uh Daryl Sittler, you know, he's he's certainly, if not the most beloved. I mean he's a you know, there's Johnny Bauer Johnny is pretty pretty and Daryl Sittler too. and uh you know, there's a you know a few others that uh, escape me, but uh <laughs> Daryl's really at the really at the top of the list. Uh, and
3: Dave Keon made this all happen, you know. He really did by uh standing firm that the sweater should be retired. We're gonna have Dave Bond very shortly, but Dave, Dave Kim was the guy that uh, made this happen, and, and I'm it was sure the right Bre- thing to do. It was the right thing to do. And Brendan Shanahan's got other stuff up his sleeve for sure because this, this this season's not over yet. So there'll be <laughs>
2: a, I don't know how he can top the yeah, ceremony. I don't know from, if he can top from, that, but he'll can, have how, something. how he can top that. But he's uh, <laughs> playing for Detroit though in the <laughs> alumni game. Well, we talked to him about that. We told him he should sign a one-day Toronto Maple Leaf contract so he could play with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Anyways, we have got to go to break. As soon as we come back from the break, we'll be talking to the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time,
4: David Michael Keon. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville brought back the large five-topping pizza special for just 13 for a limited time. I'm whispering because the last time Pizzaville brought back this special, there was pandemonium in the streets, pushing, shoving, biting. So order now and order often, and hopefully you won't have any bite marks when this is over. Call Pizzaville for the large five-topping pizza special at pound 3636
1: from your cell phone. Shh!
0: Call 905 266 3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some
6: pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodBridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes
5: Alta Infinity the captain's choice. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigobon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them every day. They've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigobon Carly, the intelligent choice. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their
4: guests.
1: They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio.
2: Good morning and welcome back to the Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village and we're once again privileged and it's a distinct pleasure to welcome back to the Wally Sports Hour the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time, David Michael Keon. Good morning, David. How are you this morning? I'm good, Walter. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for joining us once again. Uh, Certainly, uh, we want to chat, obviously, about uh, the, uh, the 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 honors and the uh, accolades that in uh, a special evening at the Air Canada Centre a few weeks back, and uh, it certainly was uh, a special evening for for a lot of us, for for the fans especially, but we know that it was uh, more so a special evening for David Michael Keon, for David Michael Keon and his family. Um, it's two weeks out, David. Uh, have you, uh, your your, uh, your thoughts about uh, the, the special three, four days you spent in Toronto?
8: Well, it was pretty overwhelming. Uh, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, was, uh, every day just seemed to get better. And uh, I had a wonderful time. My family had a wonderful time being part of it. And, uh, you know, the Leafs did such a, just did such a wonderful job uh, putting putting it all together,
2: uh, David. Uh, um, of course, we're talking about uh, your, the unveiling of your bronze statue uh, at the at Legends Row. We're talking about you being voted the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time, and your sweater number fourteen finally being retired. And there are a couple of moments that uh, I want to share with you and get your thoughts on it. Um, and Naz and I were, you know, you've been generous with your time with us over, over the last couple of years. And it was important for us to be at the unveiling of your bronze statue. We were there and, uh, we took it all in and, uh, listened carefully to some of the words you said that night. And, uh, and you started off, um, and it was, it was so poignant and, 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 and I was looking at you and I, and, I, and, at some point you stopped being David Keon, the hockey legend. And you were just a grandfather, up on the stage, with with, with with the biggest smile on your face, talking about your grandchildren and their accomplishments, and 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 incredibly and significant accomplishments. You went through a list of your grandkids and uh, some of the universities they were attended, and you know I don't remember if it was your grandson or your granddaughter, but at Stanford and at Queens and a granddaughter at Brown University. And uh, it, it just, I looked, I was looking up at the stage and I saw David Keon, the grandfather, not David Keon, the hockey player. Um, what was it like for you to be up there uh, talking about your grandkids?
8: Oh, that was special. I mean, I, uh, they didn't know, uh, you know, that that was I was going to introduce them and uh, extol their virtues, uh, but I... Uh, I wanted to do that because uh, I'm very proud of them. I'm very proud of their parents who worked very hard uh, to put them in a position to be able to, you know, to go to school and to succeed. And uh, I wanted uh, everybody to know that uh, they're uh,
3: they're doing well. David, uh, it's Nas. How are you doing today? Yeah, Nas, fine. I'm, uh, how are you? I'm real well, real well. Um, what went uh, What went to the statue? How, did, were you consultant on building the statue? And you said that uh, there's a statue of you being 29 years old. I wish I could get mine done when I'm, I'm not 29 years old also. But was it, did you have any input on uh, how it looked in that?
8: We had some, yes. We went in uh, August. Uh, he hadn't finished our statue. It was just in clay then. And... Uh, David, my daughter, and Marie, my son, David, my wife, Jane, and I went to Chicago up north of Chicago to we spent a day, oh half a day with uh, Eric and uh, made some suggestions, and uh, he was happy to oblige and uh, so we had a, we had a little bit of input into it, and uh, uh, we were we were happy with the end result
2: uh, we 're talking to david Keon david. Uh it's been uh, it's been talked about in the uh, Toronto area for the longest time and you know um, Naz and I have been talking about it on the show since we've been on almost 3 years ago and uh, there are a couple of things we've always chatted about on the show that we always wanted to see you on Legends Row and that's come to pass and we're thrilled about it that there's finally uh, a bronze statue that's it's Im- going to stay and remind the young generation of the great hockey player that you were and some of the great teams that you played on and certainly were thrilled about that. Uh, There are a couple of other honours that happened that weekend that we've talked about on the show, uh, Naz and I, uh, and we've unabashedly uh, expressed our admiration for you over the years, but uh, I want to chat a little bit about those. Uh, On the Friday Uh, you were um, selected as the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time. And that is, when you think about it, a franchise 100 years old, a franchise that is part of Canada's history, uh, and you're the greatest player, as selected by an incredibly illustrious committee and by the fans, and Naz and I both cast ballots for you, um, the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time. How does that hit you? Well, that's pretty
8: overwhelming. Uh, there's been a lot of great players who who've worn the Leaf jersey and uh, had success and uh, brought uh, glory to the Leaf name, and I'm uh, overwhelmed that uh, you know that uh, I was chosen number one. Um, when you when you start. When you're young and you're starting to play, uh, you know the things that go through your mind. You you want to make a junior. You're hoping you make a junior A team. You hope you make it to the NHL, and you can stay and play. And then you hope that uh, some at some point in your career, uh, you know, you might win a Stanley Cup. And uh, um, but to think that uh, at, at any point. In your, in the progression that you're going to be considered the best player to ever play in the franchise, that's that's not something that you can get that I could get my mind around.
2: Well, we're certainly I'll tell you, David, we're certainly thrilled for you for that. And uh, aside from all the other special things that happened. I, I wrote a I wrote a blog piece on uh, a few years back uh, saying it's time to retire number 14 and that the Air Canada Center had a hole in it until that number 14 was retired and I always said I could never envision a Montreal Canadian skating out wearing number nine I could never envision a Boston Bruin skating out and wearing number four I could never envision a Detroit Red Wing skating out and wearing number nine wearing number nine and I'm thrilled to death that we will never see a Toronto Maple Leaf ever wear number 14 again. It was time and I know I know how you felt about it and you were right and the fans are thrilled to death and we know that that was, uh, we just talked to Daryl Sittler by the way about 20 minutes ago and he was very emotional that night and we talked about the retirement of the sweater and uh, and he had some very kind words about you David. Um, but the retiring of the sweater, Daryl says he found out like about an hour beforehand. Uh, when did you find out, David, and what did it mean to you to have that sweater retired?
8: Well, I knew a little bit before the rest of them when I had uh, talked to Brendan, to Brendan and uh, he told me that they were going to be uh, retiring all the honoured numbers, and uh, uh, w- and that they wanted to retire my number, and, uh, and that was fine with me as long as the other numbers were retired before, and that's, that's, how it was,
2: that's how it was done. Any recollections or thoughts seeing your banner being raised to the rafters? I couldn't see it. Oh, you no, oh, no, no, are yeah, at Santa Rice. They were yeah. doing it in the corner.
8: Yeah, I couldn't see you it. Couldn't I could it. it a little bit at the end, but uh, I, I couldn't see it.
2: <laughs> well, hopefully, you get back again soon, Daryl. Uh, sorry, David, and uh, you get a good you get a good view of it. We had a, Naz and I where, I where we were sitting. Uh, I was sitting right across from it, and it certainly stirred my emotions. Uh, going back to your going back to your talk uh, when they, they were unveiling the Brown statue. Uh, like I said, there were a couple of poignant moments in 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 your speech. And a couple of them that I want to go back to. And uh, they they will always stick out for me. Um, And uh, being married myself for going on 35 years this year, at one point you said to your, you thanked your wife, Jane. And you said, uh, you thanked her because um, you had a tendency to see the world in black and white. And she had the ability to make you see some shades of gray uh tell us a little <laughs> tell us a little bit about that david
8: oh well she just uh try she's always trying to get me to it's not always black and white there's there's uh there's some gray in there and uh she has always encouraged me to uh not be as uh, quick to uh make a decision and and uh, and have it just uh, yes or no. There's a lot of times that there's a little bit of room for negotiation, or there's a little bit of room to uh, uh, to give a little. And um, so, from that standpoint, uh,
2: that's the gray part that I was I was alluding to. Well, certainly. Uh I certainly, uh, like I said, David, uh, being married almost 35 years, I understand what you were saying, um, and I think a lot of us are uh, uh, tend to have to uh, have our wives uh, um, ground us at certain points in time. There's another part of um, uh, that ceremony I want to go to, David, and it, is, it was a part that you probably um, – weren't even aware of we were we were we were standing at the back and there was a gentleman that was standing next to me and he'd come in from Cape Breton um he had come in he'd flown in from Cape Breton for the weekend and it was really important to him to be at a ceremony and he and he uh he was wearing his number 14 Dave Keon sweater as I was um, and he pulled out and we were, I was chatting with him and he pulled out his, uh, his iPhone and showed me a picture of his license plate from New Brunswick, uh, sorry, from Nova Scotia. And his, his license plate was Keon 14. And I was chatting with him for a bit and, um, and, uh, he was just thrilled to death. And when they pulled down the, uh, the curtain over your statue, I looked over at him and there was a tear coming out of his eye. Uh, and it just reminded me of how important uh, these ceremonies, how important the statue was, how important the retirement of the sweater was, how important it was for the fans. And, and we've chatted about this uh, a few times, David, that there are so many of us, for reasons at times that you have expressed that you couldn't fathom, uh, how we've held on for 50 years going on 50 years and how we still admired the way you played hockey uh and there's millions of us in Canada David and that evening it meant an incredible amount to you and your family but it meant an incredible amount to the legions of David Michael Keon fans around Canada and uh I just wanted to share that story with you this gentleman that was standing beside me and the tear rolled down his eye um have you come to understand at all, a little bit more, David, uh, what you meant to so many of us in the way you played hockey?
8: I guess so. I think it's, you know, that's um, kind of, uh, it's an overused world, but kind of overwhelming that uh, there's still so many people that uh, are, uh, have an interest in when i when i uh, when I played for the Leafs and uh, what we did as a team and uh i um I certainly appreciate it um, I don't know that um, i uh, grasped the breadth of it but uh you know it, i I found out more when I was up there for for the weekend that uh there are uh, a whole lot of people that are Leaf fans and Keon fans.
3: David, it was in a, it was on uh, the unveiling of your uh, statue on the on the Thursday. The one thing I did notice, and, and Wally touched touched on it before, was how close the family was to this, and uh, it seemed to me like uh, you finally had closure with the family, with uh, due respect to your statue and being uh, the top player in Maple Leaf history is is that true?
8: Oh, I I'm not sure how I am I'm, I'm not sure I understand the 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 question. I mean,
3: um
8: you know, my my children were and their families were were happy to be there and uh excited that uh I have a statue uh, because my grandkids don't know they knew that I played hockey, but uh, they didn't uh know very much about my career uh but now that i have a statue they uh, (laughs) know that i i played and that that i had some success
2: uh we're talking to david with david we won't take up any more of your time um i i'm going to finish this off like i normally do david uh i'm going to unabashedly express my admiration for your accomplishments uh and and my sincere thanks um for joining us, and 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 on behalf, I guess, this morning, on behalf of our listeners, on behalf of our fan, on behalf of the fans, uh, some of whom I'm sure have expressed it to you personally, we're absolutely thrilled to death uh, that your 14 has been retired, that uh, you uh, have a bronze statue in front of the um, Toronto Maple Leaf, in uh, front of the Air Canada Center, that is going to remind. Um, the younger generation of the great hockey player you were. And I'm and 29. You're 29. That's it, David. And uh, we'd love to chat with you soon. We've sort of run out of a little bit of time. we want to get you back on the show. We, want, we, want, we do want to chat with you about the current edition of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if you saw the game, uh, the Florida game on uh, Thursday night, but uh, – We've got some good young talent uh, that's exciting in uh, in Toronto, and we certainly want to we want to we want to stay abreast with you. But I'll finish it off this way, David. A few years ago, we started talking about uh, on the show about uh, you, we wanted you on Legends Row. We wanted you. You're 14 retired. We always thought you were the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time, and we're thrilled that that's been acknowledged. And sincerely, from my heart and from Naz's heart, uh, thank you. You've been generous with your time with our show. And um, I don't know what else to say except thanks so much, David. We really appreciate it.
8: Well, it's a pleasure being with you. And uh, we'll chat again soon.
2: Hopefully. Keep well, my friend. Thanks, David. Thank you. Thanks so much. Naz, you know, every time after we've talked to David Keon on the show, what's this going on fourth or fifth time? And uh, I get chills up my spine. Every yeah. time I chat with him, I don't know why. I just it's uh, you know I can picture him you know every, you know it, it just every time I chat with David Keon and um, we chat with David Keon, um, I just I feel like I'm ten years old again uh, for the for the for the ten twelve minutes and, and I know and I and I know and I've, and I've and I've and I've met David Keon personally. I've actually had lunch with him and, and I know he's embarrassed.
3: Yeah, you can tell. He I, I, doesn't every, want to you know, talk about himself. You know, and and, uh, that, I understand He's that. a
2: private man. Yeah. He's a classy man. And I think there's a word in the English dictionary that describes him perfectly, certainly the way he's treated us and the way he's treated me. He's gracious. He's a very gracious man. And, um, and for the 10 minutes that we talk to him, you know, I just I – just, it makes me feel like I'm in 8 to 10 years old. I feel like going home and and and, and leafing through all my david Keon uh, hockey cards from the 1960s i've got two two copies of his rookie card from 19, the old parkies they used to call him Parkhurst so you get Ken read we're going to get Ken Reed in. <laughs> Ken Reed in. Uh, we had Ken Reed we we're going to go through the hockey but uh you know it's going to take me it's going take me better part of half a day probably to settle down i mean it's it's just an uh it's just an incredible I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, and I don't know how to describe the emotion. And I'm sure Naz, you're feeling
3: the same way. You know what Um, I I felt? What I was trying to get across to David, and I I think he didn't want to get because I said closure. I said the word closure to his. the family thing. I think what I think, you, the, I think what the, you,
2: the, you meant was how much it meant to his family. family right? Yeah, I, that, I think closure the, the family, may have been the
3: family fi- finally uh, they can celebrate. Yeah, your, the, his yeah. I think I, yeah,
2: yeah, I think I, that's exactly what you meant. Uh, mm-hmm. That it's now the family, his family, can finally celebrate. That's right. And there's and his grandkids and his great grandkids and the future generations of Keons will have a place. To celebrate the achievements of david michael keon which is that statue down at the air canada center
3: so do we have any potential david keons yeah on well the, i guess this uh, you know, I,
2: I hate to uh, i hate to leave the topic but it's time to move on um once again david thank you so much but we have an exciting current edition of the toronto maple leafs uh we've got to li- think a little bit towards the future now and w- uh, I-, I watched uh watched part of the game last night and uh Leafs played uh, Leafs played very well. Um, Naz, you're waving some things. Yeah, you know, why yeah, Why don't we? Let's let's take a couple of calls. If you want to call in, let me read out these numbers to you. 416-360-0740. one 740 4740 have got time for a couple of quick calls if you're by your phones. 416-360-0740. 1-866-740-4740. 4740 seven four zero four seven four zero. You're welcome to call in and chat about anything sports. Toronto Maple Leafs. Last night, the only difference—the only uh, difference between the Leafs and the Habs—was a gentleman by the name of Carey Price. Not that Anderson played well. He played well against Florida. Um. Oh, we got uh, we got a call in the line. Uh, our producer, Will. Can you put that call through? Got a call on the line. Is it Sandra? Sandra, are you on the line? That's me. Sandra, what's on your mind this morning? Well,
9: that uh, interview that you just did with Keon was amazing because um, back in the early 70s, I worked at Max Milk at Ellerslie & Young in Toronto, and they had a little contest. I I was stocking milk. I was a kid, a high school kid, and uh, they had a little contest for a Dave Keon towel, and I won,
3: <laughs>
9: and it was actually signed by uh, Dave Key on it, and I, it was just, uh, you know, that was kind of cool. I don't know where the towel is now. It's long, 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 long time ago, but... That was a really nice interview and uh, sent, sent me back to Ellerslie, which was really nice. Thank you.
2: Well, Sandra Sandra from Hamilton, listen, thanks so much for calling in and sharing your memories of David Keon. Um, you know, obviously he—David Keon, I just doesn't, can't get away from this, and has uh, had a lot of memories for a lot of us. In, uh, you know, in, I
9: don't know that he was, quote, the best. Uh, he was very, very good, but I think of uh, I'm a bit uh, I didn't get into hockey until probably the late 70s when I could afford to go to a game. But I thought uh, people like Sittler and definitely Dougie.
2: Well, wearing Sandra, the milk uh...
9: pants and <laughs> and being a great ambassador for Toronto.
2: Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you heard our Daryl Sittler interview from earlier, but uh, no.
9: But I'm going to go Google. I'm going to uh, YouTube it. Well, I'm you sure can,
2: uh, can. Our our podcast will be up on the seven forty a.m. website by Tuesday, and uh, to all our listeners, uh, you can uh, re-listen to all of our uh, all of our shows there. Sandra, we're going to let you go. Thanks so much Thank for calling all in. Right. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Um. Some kind words about Dougie and uh, about Daryl and also some great memories about uh, about Dave Keon, a towel on Ellerslie Avenue in, uh, growing up. Uh, Carey Price, uh, all-world goaltender. Uh, he a difference last night. Uh, this, uh, the Leafs actually outplayed the Montreal Canadiens last night. Um, Nylander was awesome uh marner's got a game that very few uh very few players in the nhl are capable of playing and what can you say about austin matthews and you you've got some kind comments about zaitsev on defense zaitsev
3: is uh the least best defenseman right now he's ahead of uh, uh, riley right now uh he carries the puck out extremely well he's physical back there he is a tremendous signing for the Maple Leafs, and this as he gets used to the NHL, he'll be better and better and better. This kid is good. He's 25 years old, coming out of the KHL, but he's very good. Our, uh, well, we have somebody on the line. Okay,
2: no, he's giving me. I thought Will's Will's our producer, and he's giving me some hand signals through the through the studio, and he's he's waving the number one. I thought somebody was on the line. He's telling me we got him one minute left. Naz. that's that's the, I'm getting. I'm not so good at hand signals, but uh, the Montreal Canadiens, and we got to go to this point. Uh, we were talking about it, and man, everybody was vilifying Bergevin for the Subban Weber trade, and Weber. I mean, the Canadians could take it all. You if you kidding? get goaltending you like that.
3: Are you P.K. Subban compared to Weber? Weber has been a Norse Trophy winner. He is a stud defenseman, one of the best defensemen to play in the NHL in the past eight years. And there's no comparison between the two guys. And now Montreal look like we got. were
2: like we were we were the only guy. I mean, we seemed like the only guys who were saying that that was a great trade for the Montreal Canadiens. Everybody was saying, "What's Bergevin doing?" And we were saying, "Are you
3: kidding me?" The happiest guy in the world after that trade was Carey Price. And here's something I'm going to say to you: I don't think Nashville is going to make the playoffs. Yeah. But really anyways, don't. and the Habs look good. Radulov,
2: Radulov, came back as a different, different guy. He's he's playing hockey. He looks. He sounds like he's a team player. Uh, he's highly, highly skilled. You know, they got you know for what they're paying him, and if he produces, uh, Bergeron. You know what, Andrew Shaw. I hate to say this,
3: Naz, but uh, watch out for the Habs this year. Let's put it this way. There is now a rivalry between <laughs> Toronto and Montreal.
2: Anyways, unfortunately, we've got to let this hour go. It's, it's been an incredible hour. Daryl Sittler, David Keon. Wow, Naz, doesn't get any better. Um, uh, to all our listeners, uh, we'll be back again next Sunday
0: morning at 9 a.m. Have a fantastic week.